Hey guys, Jimmy Wags here, and I want to talk to you about a great new partner we have on Off the Rails. Now, you guys know, obviously, I'm a huge NASCAR fan, and on social media, I always tweet out all the new pictures of all the great new diecasts that I've collected over the course of the years. I love to collect NASCAR diecasts, so when we decided to partner with CircleBDiecast.com, I was too excited. CircleBDiecast.com has all your NASCAR diecast needs with tons of drivers to choose from. You can get standard finishes to pre-ordering race win diecasts of your favorite drivers. CircleBDiecast.com also sells NASCAR drivers, hats, t-shirts, and so much more. So when you place an order with CircleBDiecast.com, use the code SLOPPYYELLOW and you get free shipping on all orders over $20. Once again, that's code SLOPPYYELLOW, S-L-O-P-P-Y-Y-E-L-L-O-W. And get free shipping on your order of $20 or more. Also, what was great about CircleBDiecast.com is that they're a military-owned and operated company. So make sure you check them out and all the cool diecasts and NASCAR products that they have to offer. That's CircleBDiecast.com. Boys and girls, I still got my voice after coming back from uh, the Coke 600. This is your boy, the man, the myth, the legend himself, everybody's favorite neighborhood-friendly backup jack man, Jimmy Wag. I got my hillbilly stepbro, Billy Bradley, with me. What's up, Billy? Uh, glad to finally make a show back. Uh, we're about to round off the sports here in Virginia, but just a couple more weeks, and we're kicking back off with the football season. So we're about to hit the new normal here in Virginia. And uh, good to hear. And we got America's Tire Specialist, everybody's favorite, our brother, Rob Lowe. What's up, Rob? What's going on, man? Greetings, everyone. Uh, missed a week or so here or there, just scheduling issues, but it's good to be back. Good to be back with Wags and Billy. Billy, last time I, I talked to Rob, man, he uh, uh, it was the week before his birthday, man. So uh, he the uh-huh. following week it was just me and Billy, and uh, Rob, I heard you were burning the midnight oil out there, man. Uh, might have been. There might have been a little action going on here with the birthday. Um, <laughs> also, also, I mean, it's it's been a busy month, really. Uh, just a lot happening. Um, you know, two shows. This week or this month with uh, practices, yeah. Um, you know, because we were down. Uh, you know, we went to Austin for the first time with Dakota, so we had practice down there. We had a actually the a three day show in Charlotte for the 600, which I mean, not a bad thing because uh, we're home. But it was uh, you're home. You know, it, it, you know, it, it's been a little different than what we've than what our quote unquote normal's been. You know, with one day shows in and out. So, you know, with all that, you've got to prep, prep, you know, we're back to prepping backup cars and stuff like that. So, um, it's been a, you know, and NHRA was in town, 
So, you know, I got some friends on that side, on the straight line side that I try to, you know, spend some time with when they're in town. So it just got, it just got super busy with the extra work, with uh, the birthday week, and, you know, and I, I hated missing a couple podcasts, but, uh, yeah, it's good to be back. Yes, it's been, uh, been quite a good month. Now we're getting into June, and hopefully things will calm down, and I can just get back to doing what Rob Lopes does, and that's basically, you know, work on some race cars, do some podcasts. Stuff man, like you're, that. You're so. the voice of voice of the people, man. You give us all the yeah. information that we need. So, um, how was how was your Charlotte, man? I know uh, you guys got uh, lap down early and uh, got the lap back. And uh, Newman seemed to be running pretty good up there in the top fifteen. I, I know he was running around Bubba for a little bit and began uh, right before they started that third stage, man. Look like you guys popped the tire and uh, he wound up catching the fence. Uh, oh. I, other than that, man, how, how was your uh, six hundred? Uh, I thought I think things uh, things went pretty well for us. Um, we didn't qualify as well as we would have liked, uh, but you know we're still you know we're we're still trying to you know get the ship turned in the right direction. You know with the changes that have happened over at Fenway and uh, you know with you know get the get the six righted. You know the seventeen the seventeen was right there with us qualifying. So you know it was something you know it was something that within the company that we missed there qualifying wise, but. Um, both both cars ran well in the race. Uh, we were running in a solid top, running between 10th and 15th most of the day after starting in toward the back, and uh, failed a right front tire. And uh, not not to get too involved in it, but whenever you have a, an issue like that, it it's tough to do what I what I call an autopsy on the tire after you've already exploded it and you know driven on it. You know, there's cuts. It's torn apart. You know, it's really hard to find the root cause of it. But what we have come up with, both within the organization and with talks with Goodyear, after dismounting tires before and after it and getting a look at it, is we we feel like it was a puncture and the tire was going soft. Just because usually a failed right front tire, if you've abused it or overabused it, will tend more times than not, we'll tend to let go on corner entry just because uh, of the load factor and the, and the speed getting into the corner, whereas this one kind of let loose mid-corner. Um, so we feel like it, it – and, and he and Ryan even made mention that he felt like something might have gone soft on him as he was entering the corner, and it's just – you know, it gets tough because it, you really, we're really starting to feel like we're snake bit because it's just things are, things are happening that don't need that. You know, some of the things that we can prevent, obviously, but other things are are happening. It's like you know, just when we think we're going to have a decent day to get turned back around and get a little good positive mojo going, you know, we try to knock the fence down at Charlotte after running, you know, three stages. So. Yeah. And it was, you guys uh, it was you, know, you, you fixed the damage the best you could. You came out with, yeah. with a 25th uh, place finish, so you didn't wind up, uh, uh, you know, uh, losing uh, a crap ton of points. But uh, right, but okay, not not the day we not the night we were. Yeah. Not the night we were running with and one hunt for. You know, uh, Billy it seemed like a lot of people uh, had trouble around uh, the playoff bubble. You know, you had Deep Benedetto didn't run well. Uh, Kurt blew up and finished last. Uh, Ross Chastain had trouble. 
Uh, yeah. Scott had trouble the 99. Uh, they got lapped down early. Uh, they yeah. were running really well and uh, got lapped down early. Uh, but uh, one guy that did uh, have a great race was your, your teammate there, Billy's boy, Chris Busher, finished the yeah. end. Um, and uh, Busher, Busher's been on fire lately, Billy. And, yeah, like you look around, man. You know, like Rob said, the whole organization itself. You know, Ryan had some bad luck go his way, but if you look at the lap speeds, they were still pretty fast. For sure, yeah. man. For sure. Uh, well, I mean, I, you know, I was, I was, I attended the race, and uh, it was the first race NASCAR allowed a full capacity crowd. Uh, at Charlotte, uh, I think there were roughly 50, a little less than 50,000 fans there. Um, no COVID restrictions. Uh, I actually walked around without a mask for two days at the racetrack, and uh, it felt great. Even though I'm fully vaccinated, I've been fully vaccinated for like over a month, almost a month and a half now. Um, it's been, it was great just to walk around and just see a ton of people at the track. And uh, uh, lo and behold, Saturday's race was great. Uh, like we touched on Sunday, Kyle Larson took everybody to the woodshed, uh, won all four stages. HMS dominates again. Uh, and uh, first, I'm not going to brag here or nothing. I'm just going to oh, kind of you know, let this be noticed. Uh, <laughs> your boy won about $1,100 with uh, young money. Okay. Well, and you wanted to pick him, but we'll we'll talk about that later on. My boy. Yeah. Uh, uh, baby Jesus finished second. Ah, man, dude, I, I was close, man. But um, Kyle Busch for the one, two, three hundred party finishing third. Uh, but Kyle Larson really had had everybody covered. That car was unbelievably fast. I think at the end of stage one, if I'm not mistaken, or stage, I think it was stage one, he had eight, yeah, all but 18 cars a lap down um, at the end of stage one, and uh, only 14 cars uh, finished on the lead lap. Um, I don't know what they're doing over at Hendrick. They just, they're just hitting on all cylinders. RCR is yeah, had a great run. Um, uh, they had the man. With, uh, Hendrick has really Jackie showed with Mouse. the Independent. Go ahead, Billy. The master of Jack and Mouse is uh, kind of seeing all the overseas in the uh, racing there. And we all know how he was able to. Not really. Let's take advantage of the rules there at NASCAR with uh, Jimmy Johnson. So, I mean, that's my theory, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> and, uh, Rob, I'll ask you this, man. Obviously, you know, you guys running forwards, y'all had a, you guys had a lot of success last year, uh, especially Stuart Haas uh, with Kevin Harvey having the most wins with nine last year at SHR. Yeah. And uh, you know, even though he's not running bad this year, uh, his teammates aren't running aren't running too well. Uh, you guys are you seem to be uh, got some decent speed, but not as not as much as last year, not as much as what Chevy's doing right now. What's your thoughts on uh, on Chevrolet and how much speed that they got at HMS right now? Uh, I'll tell you what they they've definitely found something over there uh, at at Hendrick um, because all four cars, I mean, are really laying down solid runs week in, week out. Um, you know, they, you know, Dover, uh, Coda, um, you know, this week in Charlotte, um, they've really putting down the speed. Like they've really got, like you said, Jimmy, they're really clicking on all cylinders right now. They've definitely found something. 
and 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 they're putting it to good use. Uh, they've come on really strong here in the last month. Um, all four of their cars are qualified, you know, or have won their way into the playoffs, which is a big deal because that's four spots for one organization, you know, and there's only 16 yeah. available. So they're one quarter of the playoff field right now. Yeah. Um, you, the 48 has two wins, so that's huge. The five has two wins. Uh, so it's, you know, it, it'll be interesting. It, it'll be interesting, you know, we go to Sonoma. We didn't go there last year. So we go to Sonoma this week. You know, we'll see uh, see wh who does what out there. I mean, you've got really good road course races through the field. You know, with all the manufacturers. Yeah. So, it, uh, you know, it, I mean, bad luck happens everywhere. But you know, and that 600, the 600 is such a long race that you can be running great early and get yourself into trouble and and, and go a lap down and still come back and finish strong because the race is so long. I mean, you, you know, you get to lap 200 and you think, man, you know, we're at lap 200. But lap 200 is halfway. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's, uh, it's, it's a crazy long race. Um, and, you know, we had a little bit of practice there, which we haven't been practicing at, at many places. But now we're coming into a stretch where we're going, we're going to be going to a lot of these new tracks. Um, you know, Coda, prime example, you know, had a practice down there. It rained all weekend in Austin, which was a, crazy mess um and i know you guys reviewed that we don't need to go back through all that nonsense anymore we practiced <laughs> we practiced and qualified like <laughs> yeah practiced and qualified at charlotte you know which was you know it was nice it was nice you know one and we were talking about you know you mentioned fans in the stands it was really cool standing on pit road and seeing that many people in the stands here in charlotte yeah, uh man. Because you know, last year with everything going on, we raced there. Uh, you know, we did a we did a a two-time event. You know, a Sunday. You know, we ran a 600 there and then ran a midweek race there to empty grandstands, and it was crazy. That's when, and I remember talking about it last last year on the podcast. Is that was when I noticed the no people thing. Yeah. Because the because pit road's further back from the grandstand, so it's kind of in your line of sight when you're looking out at the racetrack. Right. And and it's like holy shit, you know, it's like it, it it was like being at a test but being with everybody branded. Right. You know, there's no people around except race people. You're wearing you know, your branded uniform, you're wearing fire suits and, and you and all the cars are in color and there's nobody there. And now this time we go for the six hundred and there is yeah, I mean, we were, they were open to capacity, but I still think that we're in a situation where people are still kind of a little edgy or on edge a little bit about going out, and you know, and and some people were there, and there was a good crowd there because uh, I mean, actually leaving the racetrack after we loaded up after the race, you know, there was traffic, and while while you know, it's it's kind of a double-edged sword, and and even you know, a, a bunch of us have been talking about that. It's you know, it's kind of a double-edged sword because you know, we've gotten a little spoiled being in a garage, just, you know, race industry people, and you don't have to worry about people being in your way or, you know, worry about, hey, hey, you know, car coming, you know, hey, you know, heads up, you know, warning people, you know, that you're pushing a car through. But at the same time, we've missed having that interaction and having people there that, to come up and ask you questions or wanting to take pictures and, you know, you, you miss that interaction. You really do. And, you know, and, leave, and leaving the racetrack, 
there was traffic. I was like, all right, man, this is cool. Or, you know, I've got no problem sitting in a little bit of traffic. You know, that means there's people here and they want to see us. So it, that, that was great. It was great to have people there. My yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say, Rob. I've talked to several people there on in the industry. They were like, you know, as much as we bitch and whine about sitting in traffic, like it was good to wait, not to be able to go in your car and drive straight home. You had to sit 10, 15 minutes before you could get out. And, yeah. I mean, we were the first sport, or, yeah, to go back after these restrictions and now we're at full capacity man it's just it's amazing yeah these are really things are really opening up they're opening up across the country too like like you alluded to wags the all-star race in a couple weeks in texas uh there's going to be and we've gotten some preliminary stuff from nascar that it's going to be from what we understand as far as hot pass availability goes and i haven't seen anything or heard anything yet but it sounds like hot pass availability will be obviously more than what we've had during the restrictions and and more than what we've had like since Darlington, but it won't be as many as we had pre pre covid or pre twenty twenty right. uh, so uh, and I think you know I think there there needs to be a little bit more. There, there needs to be a delicate balance in there right now, um, but it is nice to have people in the garage area, to people you know walking around wanting to take pictures with with the teams and the cars and 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 interact, you know. And it'll be nice to get back to that norm. It, you know, it's nice to see people in the stands, you know, and and hear the and hear the crowd noise and 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 all that. You know, it's it's one of those things that you 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 forget how cool it really is. Yeah. You know, yeah. it it's amazing. It's nice to see these teams celebrating victories together now. Yes. Yes. I saw the pictures from this weekend, you know, on social media with the, with the five bunch, and they were, yeah. you know, the team was all gathered around with the driver behind the trophy the way it's supposed to be, you know, not, you know, just guys yep. standing outside victory lane. Okay, the driver got his picture taken. Okay, a couple of you guys can come and get a picture, you know, with the, with the car, with you know, it's nice to go in there and throw around a little Gatorade, you know, and Powerade and 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 champagne and beer and what have you, and it, because that's that's one of those things that makes winning so great is that whole celebration with you, with your teammates. It, it, it's such a it's such a big deal that it, it, it's a shame that a lot of a lot, a lot of the teams didn't get to do that all year last year because that's one of those things that just makes it that much more memorable. And uh, Billy, uh, obviously, you picked uh, Young Money to win in the Pick'em segment last week. Uh, he led 328 out of the 400 laps of the, in the Coke 600. An absolute ass whipping. Beast. Uh, I think uh, the only guy that led more in the, in the 600 was Truex a couple years ago. Truex. 393 yeah. out of 400. Uh, yeah. Is he your is he your championship favorite, Billy? Obviously, uh, he's got two wins. Bowman's got two. Byron won. Jason's got one. We got, you know, four road courses coming up here. We're in the next nine races. So, obviously, he's going to be a big factor. What's, what's, um, what's Truex got? Has he got two or three? Two. Truex got two wins. Truex has got two? Yeah. So, would you uh, would you consider Larson Billy to be your your championship favorite right now? Uh, no. Uh, just for the reason the other night at 600, like, he's dominated the race. And we've seen that several races this year. 
and something's happened that he's not been able to close on that. And yeah. Still, I, I, I mean, I still would probably go with someone like Truex or even Denny Hamlin right now. I mean, consistency, consistent, consistent. Yeah. I, I, and Denny Hamlin still hasn't still hasn't won a race. One. And hasn't won. Harvick hasn't won yet. Um, those you know those two guys had the most wins last year, so they're definitely going to yeah. be they definitely were players. But you know what though, they're pointing pointing guys to death right now. Yeah, um, they are. Denny Hamlin comes away. Absolute consistency. Finish. I think uh, uh, Harvick finished ninth. Um, and uh, they're pointing guys to death. They're not getting as many stage points and bonus points for the playoffs as they did last year, which, you know, where ultimately it proved to not really matter because Kevin Harvick, right, had the most stage points, the most bonus points yep. out of any guy, and he didn't make the Final Four. So, yep. you know, hey, it, it doesn't matter uh, how many points you earn. You got to be running good, and you got to win in order to get to the, you know, to get to the promised land in that championship race. So, yep. yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll button, that, uh, button that up. Coke 600, uh, Bubba Watts, Bubba finished 14th. He had a really solid day. Uh, I think he finished ninth in stage three, and um, I thought uh, I thought he was going to have a good top ten. He wound up getting a pen. The team got a penalty with a uh, pit road, uh, what was it, uh, equipment violation. The tire rolled away from the wall and hit, uh, I, was, I think he hit Bush's gas guy, Rob. Um, yeah. It, like, bumped into him, and they wound up putting him in the bag. He wanted to come back, finish 14th, but uh solid run uh, for those guys. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll go right into it. Uh, news of the week. Obviously, uh, Robbie touched on it. Uh, starting at Texas, uh, NASCAR is going to be loosening up the restrictions on the garage area, uh, allowing uh, spotters back in, in and out of the garage. Uh, I want to say I heard on BBC today, I think they're going to allow anywhere between eight to nine um, I guess you could call it hot slash cold passes uh, per team. Um, and uh, it's going to be kind of mostly – most of the restrictions are going to be lifted for, for in the garage. So um, I'm sure, like you touched on, Rob, you guys are looking forward to getting fans back in the garage and, uh, you know, almost back to normal in a sense. Yeah. And, and you know, one of the other things that I, that I thought about was uh, it would be nice – and this is, and I know this is kind of a selfish, this is kind of a selfish outlook on it. But it'll be nice for the the team people, the, the the team the team guys and guys and gals to, when we go to some of these places where we have family in other parts of the country and stuff like that, and friends that you want to see and you want to bring to the racetrack, it'll be nice to be able to bring them back to the racetrack and have your family there and or your friends yeah. there that you know that you've missed over the last year because, you know, you used to go to these towns and you're like, oh, coming to town, you know, oh, you know, hey, you know, your, your mom and dad or your, or your brothers or sisters or what have you, yeah, you know, you, you, you couldn't bring them to the racetrack. And, you know, and, and for, and for a lot of, a lot of guys and gals in the sport, I mean, that's a big deal, you know, to be able to bring your, your parents in or your brother or your sister or whomever, you know, it, it, it it's a big deal. So it, it'll be nice to get some of that back you know, get a little more, you know, race team family in there and, and, you know, and share a little bit of that with, you know, with your family and your friends and, and, you know, and, and, and even just, and, and even the, the, the non-family members of, of the team people 
to get in there and, and get that closeness and get that interaction, it, it, it just it, it, it's a good thing. It's a good thing all the way around. Yeah. And uh, obviously, you know, NASCAR is a sponsor-driven sport, right? So, yeah. you know, you get more, more people exposed and they get more sponsors exposed to the sport and get those guys and gals back in the garage and in the pits and uh, – It'd be yeah. It'd be great. It'd yeah. be great to see, man. I I can't I can't tell you. I I'm looking forward to the time when they can say, "Hey, uh, Jimmy Wags, Billy Bradley, Dado, uh, we got some we got some pit passes for you guys. Hot passes. Let's go on back in the garage. I can't wait for that right. day to come." So, yeah. And and Jimmy, you you touched on it. You 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 actually just hit, just hit on a big deal that I actually you know that I failed to mention, but it's it, it's an important thing. It's having our sponsors and our and our and our team partners back in the garage for that for that experience for them. Uh, you know, just like at Charlotte, we had the we had some cola people there, and I remember walking on the trailer uh, pre-race, and there was you know there there was cola people in the trailer, and it's like, oh hey, you know how y'all doing? Glad to have you. It's like, man, it's been so long, you forget. You know, you're used to walking on the truck and and seeing just your teammates or or nobody at all in the trailer because everybody's you know hanging around outside or what have you, and walked in and they were giving a tour and it's like, oh, you know, hey, this is awesome. You know, nice to see y'all. And it it it, it almost felt normal again, like you said. Yeah, Billy, uh, I know you're looking forward to the day you can get back in the garage. What's your thoughts on it, man? Oh yeah, I, like you said, I can't wait to be able to go up and uh, watch Rob and the guys set their glue and lug nuts on. That's as big as a fan I am. I just I, that fascinates the shit out of me. Is <laughs> sit there and spend that time to make sure it's precise. I mean, you, that just goes what the sport of NASCAR is. Like you can't get too much or you can't get too little because it's not going to stick. That's right. That's right. Sure. Awesome. Also, along with that, guys, uh, Daytona, Michigan, Talladega, Martinsville, Richmond, and Phoenix all announced that uh, they will be fully open grandstands uh, for their races coming up in the fall. I believe wow. that's nine out of ten tracks uh, in the playoffs that are going to be allowing full capacity. Uh, only one, I think, is not going to be at full capacity as of right now uh, is Las Vegas. So, um Looking forward to uh, getting back to the the garage and and the uh, pit road. Hopefully, coming up here in, definitely. In the future. All right, and as we roll on to the next note and, uh, of the week, uh, Billy, you you touched on this a little while ago uh, when we talked uh, pre-pod. Uh, uh, NASCAR announced that uh, Phoenix Raceway will be home of Championship Weekend uh, in 2022. Uh, now, I know a lot of us. Uh, we weren't too thrilled about Phoenix last year. Uh, it was an okay race, but obviously, Baby Jesus basically stomped them, curve stomped them, skull dragged them at Phoenix last year, and uh, came home with the title. Uh, so, have at it, man. What's your thoughts on NASCAR bringing the championship weekend back to Phoenix in 2022? I'm kind of disappointed, to be honest, just that, and my personal thought is I, I, I'm okay with moving it. I just don't, I don't think, I'm not saying we don't have a lot of fans out on the West Coast at all. I don't want them being left out or whatever, but 
Tanita Phoenix hasn't put on a good race over in the last four or five years, just my personal opinion. Uh, Homestead is the track that's put the best show on. If we're going to end it, let's end it there every year. Like Phoenix is not the place for me to end it. I would personally rather go. I, I'd like to see it move around all over. We could race here in Martinsville in November. We could race here in Bristol Can in we? November. Yeah, can we? I don't know, man. It, it, I think last it gets time a I bit brisk, man. Fall, it was snowing, man. <laughs> it gets a bit brisk. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say it can't be done, but boy, does it get. I can promise you this: the weather ain't gonna be in Martinsville the way it is in Phoenix in November. I can tell you that. You're exactly right, but we have Martinsville <laughs> already scheduled in October. What yeah. Three more weeks going to. Yeah, I mean, you make a solid yeah. point. Yeah. I, I, you know what? They brought. I heard somebody bring up a good point. You know, the Cup Series final race for uh, many years, right, was Atlanta, right? Used to be Atlanta. Uh, and uh, you know, it, it they moved it. It got stale, and they decided to take it to Homestead. Uh, what Homestead ten plus years, right? And you know, they started mm-hmm. all those renovations to Phoenix. Uh, redid the grandstands, the the garage area, the infield area. And, uh, you know, I agree with you, Billy. I think, you know, let, let's let it run, you know, a couple of years here and then take it somewhere else and run a couple of years there. Um, you know, I know NASCAR owns Phoenix, all right, so they want it to be, they want it to be one of their racetracks. Um, you know, I think, you know, how do you make it an exciting race? Because obviously I think a lot of us feel like Phoenix really doesn't do, uh, do it for us, um, you know. Do you put a restricted plate race there at the end? Do you move, you know, the Daytona season finale, no. regular season finale there to, to the last? I think season? I think that's a no, super I, bad idea. I think so too. You know, it's a wild card race. Uh, you know, super I, bad idea. I think it's an excellent idea as a fan. Yeah. Oh yeah, as a fan, <laughs> yeah. But I'll tell you what, you—that's <laughs> like throwing up a a box of jacks in the air and saying, okay, you know, the first one to hit the ground is going to be your champion. Yeah, I, I think that's a terrible idea. Yeah, you think, But, uh, I, I mean, from a from a fan, yeah. But, you know, and here's the thing, and, and not to get stuck on this, but just you guys know from watching these championship races, uh, whatever, and, and this is even before the whole Final Four thing, when there was, because uh, I remember racing for the championship with the 29, in Homestead, and it was the 48, the 11, and the 29 were the only three cars that had a, that had a chance to win a championship. And everybody stayed away from those three cars. Nobody, you know, I mean, yeah, you kind of raced them, but you didn't, you know, you didn't want to door them. You didn't want to block them too hard. You, you know, you didn't want to, you didn't, nobody wanted to be that person to, to have a negative effect or to take them out or have a negative effect of why this person didn't have a shot at winning a championship. And and then we moved into this Final Four era, and it, you see similar things. Nobody's, you know, I mean, yeah, they're going to race them, but they're not going to door them. They're not going to run side by side too long with them. Yeah, they'll race them a little hard. I mean, they're not letting them go by any stretch of the imagination, but they're not racing them hard, hard. You know, like, well, you know, if I get into them or if I run them off the racetrack, it's no big deal. You know, because nobody wants to be that person. Hey, you know this. You know, this car took, you know, took me out of the championship. You know, he was a lap down or, you know, or what have you. You know, nobody wants to do that. So you go, you go to a super speedway race and you have that same thing going on. Okay. So you got four cars going to run in a group by themselves, the four championship leaders and everybody else is going to stay away from them. <laughs> 
Yeah, you got a point there. Like running, running, you know, running, running, you know, running two, running two and three wide, running two and three wide at two oh shit. Oh, we're coming up on the, we're coming up on the final four, and everybody just jumps in a single file, goes to the high line, and you know they might drive around the four of them, you know, and put the four of them a lap down because nobody wants to draft with them, and nobody wants to get near them because nobody wants to, nobody wants to wreck them. So I don't know if that would be the, that would be the great show. That you would think it would be, yeah. You know, I mean, you know what I'm saying. Put it that way, yeah, that's true. Um, you know, but I think ultimately, right, it's a race. Like guys want to win. Yeah, I know the exactly is the ultimate goal. Uh, you know, but at the same time, you know, guys want to win. Uh, you know, I I would love to see, I would love to see him move it, and uh, you know, hey, a couple years here, a couple years there, and move between you know a NASCAR owned track and an SMI track and. Yeah, you know, let everybody reap the benefits of it. You know, yeah. I feel like yeah, in there's... a couple of years if they decide to repave and reconfigure Atlanta, maybe back to its old configuration. Try to go back to it. Yep, yep. Maybe go back old school. Go back to Atlanta. That's a big city. Uh, you know, tons of tons hell. Of hell, even if you Atlanta. even if you didn't repave it. Yeah. I mean, it's a do. It's it's due for a repave, and we all know everybody gets upset about repaves, and oh, you know, it's this, it's that. You know what? Eventually, asphalt wears out. It wears out. That place was paved in '97. Seven, yeah, it's time. And hasn't been hasn't been touched since. So yeah, it's getting time. But it's a great racetrack as it is because you have to manage your tires. Yeah. And that's yeah, what I'm makes it great. And that's what makes home. And that's what makes Homestead really good is because you got to manage your tires there. That's why Homestead's so good. I would even say too. You know, you got fairgrounds coming up in a couple years. Hey, maybe yep. you in the the, regular, uh, the championship finales in Nashville. Then you, a week later, you have your awards banquet in Nashville. Yep. You, you know, you never know, man. I do it all in uh, one week. Yeah. Race it Saturday night. Do your banquet Sunday. Bam. Yeah. Done. I mean, hell, if you win the championship Saturday night, you're already drunk anyway. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're, you're already you're already drunk. You're already drunk anyway. You're gonna stay up all night as it is. So just stay up, get a shower, put a tux on. Go do the thing, have some champagne with your teammates, and then everybody can go home. And in a great city like Nashville. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, like, Absolutely. You know, I don't think everybody's going out to Tucson or Phoenix to go party after the races winning no. the championship. But we'll see. Uh, this week, man, we're going out to wine country. Rob yep. going out to Sonoma, a.k.a. Uh, used to be called Incineon Raceway, a.k.a. Or Sears Point. name for the track, Sears Point. Sears Point. I'm starting the campaign. Hashtag bring Sears Point back, the name back. Right. Thank you. Uh, talk a little bit about Sears like Point. And, I mean, I'm sorry. Sonoma Raceway. Talk a little bit about uh, the road course out there. Uh, well, as well, we didn't race there last year, but they brought the carousel back, which I thought, you know, it was a pity that we took it away. But we brought that back, and that adds a little more time, some more turns, a little more elevation change into into that into a lap around there it makes it i think it makes it a lot more interesting it makes it a lot more fun um and it's a great place the, the weather's usually really good for us out there um so you you, you go out there you have a good race it, it's a good part of the country uh, it, it puts us up in not necessarily the pacific northwest but it, but it puts us up in the northwest portion of of we're obviously in the northern part of California. It puts us up in the northwest portion of, of the country. So, you know, we get a little more exposure up that way. Um, it, it's a nice road course, nice area. It's going to be weird. I will say this. It is going to be weird 
doing a one-day show out there because it is such a long way out and a long way back, and you're going out there, and you're just basically walking in, going racing, going home. Uh, yeah. But on the plus side is we didn't go there last year. So we're back out there, so that's big for us. It's good for us as a sport. It's good. It's good for the area to put us back out there. Not that they, you know, and they've had their trials and tribulations out there, you know, with fires and everything else, you know, all kinds of crazy things going on, you know, naturally. So put us back out there, you know, get some people out there to enjoy and, you know, to, you know, a little more camaraderie and everything. Um, it's a, it's a very, it's a technical racetrack. It's not as high speed as. Well, Coda would have been high speed if it was dry, and it was still high speed with it wet. It was still um, ass in the rain, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's not, and, and but just to compare it to our, our two traditional road courses, uh, Sonoma is a little more technical than say Wines Glen. Um, yeah. There's still some high speed areas there, but it's it, it's a more technical road course for us. So, uh, and I think it's going to be a big hitter. I don't think we will see a new winner out there or, you know, a different winner. I think we're going to see, you know, you know it'll, it'll probably be, you know, somebody like Truex or, or the driver of the nine. You might, and when I say new winner, I guess I shouldn't. It could be, I mean, Harvick could go out there and just clean them out. You know, th- this could be where he bounces back, uh, you know, or, or I shouldn't say bounces back because like, like we alluded to earlier, I mean, he's been point. you know, he's running – you know, top ten every week. You know, it's not like he's out of it. He just hasn't right, been in yeah. victory lane. So, what's, uh, you know, what package, Rob? Are they running? Are they running the seven fifty motor with the low downforce out there? I believe so. Because I, I, um, I say a couple years ago they ran the they ran the seven fifty with the high downforce with the added yeah. carousel. And uh, yeah, I yeah, I believe I, I, just, I believe we're running seven fifty low low downforce. Billy, what's uh? You got any good memories about races at at, at Sonoma? Some anything that uh, you know, um, that brings the memory of some good things happening there. Watching races there. I used to hate to watch the race, but you know, like we didn't go last year and the year before that. That was a, one of the best races on the schedule. I thought so. I'm excited about this year's race. Yeah. And I, I know we've talked about in the past as a group, you know, maybe trying to take a trip out there and experience it. It's definitely on my bucket list. So definitely looking forward to checking out uh, wine country. And, uh, you know, I, I wish you guys, Rod, where instead of going out for a one-day show, go out there for a couple of days and yeah. do some wine tastings and, uh, you know, get to experience the beautiful countryside that's out there. Um, but, um We'll uh, we'll jump right to my favorite part of the show, my favorite segment, the pick'em. Uh, obviously, of really, course. Really, I'll give you your I'll give you your thirty seconds to gloat. You pick Young Money to uh, to win the uh, Coke Six Hundred. I came in a close second with uh, Baby Jesus, but uh, I'll give I, the floor is yours, sir. No, y'all go ahead and pick. I got to go last this week because <laughs> your champion gets to go last. Okay. All right. Cool. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Uh, you want to flip a coin, Rob? I, I, I'll flip a coin here, and then you. you All right, go ahead. Right. Go ahead. Okay. I'll go second. All right. Okay. All right. Um, I, how can you? How, how can I not pick this guy? Uh, he is the current road course king. Uh, he won the last road course at Coda, so I'm going to take him again. 
Uh, I'm going with mm. Jesus Chase Elliott uh, to win out there in Sonoma, pick up his first win at uh, Sonoma. Um, and my dark horse, man, I, I'm going to take, uh, I believe he finished top ten uh, at Coda. Uh, he runs good on road courses. I can't believe I'm going to actually pick him because uh, I, I didn't like him a couple of years ago uh, or last year because uh, he took Bubba out in the all-star race. But I'm going to go Michael McDowell as my dark horse. Uh, wow. So I'm going I'm to take the 34. I'm going to go Michael McDowell. He's a winner. He's a winner. Oh, that's right. I can't. Oh, he is a winner. That's right. Okay. He's a winner. Uh, man, let's see here. Um, man, uh, let's go. Um, he had a he had a tough race last week, but he always runs good on road courses. Uh, let me. Uh, actually, you know what? I'm gonna take his teammate because he ran really good at at Coda. Let's go, Ross Chastain. I'll go Ross. I uh, my dark horse. Who you got? Bill? Good call. I'm sorry, Rob. Go ahead, Rob. You know. uh, I'm going to go with uh, Truex and Harvick. Okay. All right. That's a, that's a solid pick. Mark Chase James won out there before. And, mm-hmm. uh, Kevin Harvick, he, he's not as strong on road courses, but he could sneak up on you with a top 10 or a top 5. Um, Billy Bradley last week, uh, pick him champion. Uh, who you got for Sonoma? You know who's going to pick. Kyle Larson? <laughs> what um, I tell you? Yeah. And I'm going, going back to back. To... Okay. If anybody can do it, it's him, though. I will go with Daniel Suarez. Oh, Ooh, nice. Oh, Ooh, Daniel Suarez. All right. Nice. All right. So I'll recap it, guys. I took uh, Baby Jesus, the champ, Chase Elliott, the win, and uh, Ross Chastain is my dark horse. Uh, Rob took. Uh, Martin Church Jr. win and Kevin Harvick as his dark horse. And Billy yep. Bradley took uh, Young Money, Kyle Larson, to go back-to-back. And, uh, Big Daniel deal Harris right there. As, Big as time move. So, um, well, Rob, hopefully you guys have a solid run out there. I know Newman is yeah, too high could use it. Courses, but uh hope you guys uh, get some good luck. Appreciate it. Get a good run. Thank yeah, you. And, uh, have a good, safe trip. Well, uh, yeah, man. Well, uh, we'll talk to you after your trip out to Nome. Sounds great, fellas. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate the appreciate the time tonight too. It's good. Good to be back. It's a good thing. All right, guys. All right, well, for Billy Bradley, Rob Lopes, this is your boy Jimmy Wag. I'm dropping a hammer, and we'll catch you guys next time. See you guys. See you, fellas. See ya.